You're listening to a Big Finish production. Shovels. This bit's just soil. Another barrow here. Get buried in brick. Boy, you should be saving them bricks. Each one costs. Oh, listen to the foreman. Put your pit down. <laughs> foreman could go hang. Money's all he thinks about. Whoa, 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 wait. Stop. Stop? My belly's crying out for beer. We've got at least six hours now. Shut up and look. There. In the soil. What you got there? Another bottle top. <laughs> Blimey O'Reilly, it's jewellery. That's gold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, gold. And more besides. Oh, whose is it? Who'd bury all this? That's a ruby. Look, diamonds. Shh, shh, shh. It's ours now, isn't it? If you keep your voice down. We can't carry all this. That's an emerald with a bleeding clock in it. Ah, too big for an emerald. How far does it go? Oh, don't hit it with your pickaxe, you'll damage it. We need to get it out and fast. This is a treasure trove. Then we'll dig it out and we'll take it home. Oi, they were found on my site, so if anyone's selling them, it's me. Too right, lads. Digging up priceless treasures, thirsty work. Drinks all round, Ivy. There you are, take this for yourself. Oh, don't mind if I do. There's plenty more where that came from. Cornelian stone, that's pretty. You get your eyes off. Oh, no, no, I'm not going near it, don't worry. It was your building site, wasn't it? That imploded. Are you from the goldsmith's company? Because I ain't selling to no one else. I'm not buying, just admiring. Yeah, big, innit? Got a big flick knife too, if you get any ideas. Now, now, boys, size isn't everything. Hello, sweetie. Fancy a pint? What? We'll have six and chasers. Take this for your pains. Oh, you're too kind, Albert. But if you insist. River song. Well, of course you're here. Sparkly jewels, exploding navvies. How could I resist? Got my call then. Uh, what? When you didn't show up, I amplified the shockwave from the building site. You've been there, I take it. The big hole in the ground next door. The burial site of the Cheapside Horde. Mmm, the priceless stash of Elizabethan jewellery dug up by workmen in... 1912. Except, in my history books, the Cheapside Horde wasn't full of gemstones that randomly imploded. Oi, who the hell are you? These are my tables. New barmaid. Didn't they say? Ooh, nice earrings. Can I just... Get your hands away. Uh, 
Yes, you should take those off. Look, Curly, these are my navvies, my tips. So I'll have that off you for a start. Careful. Nah, go get a mop. I think we should get out of here. I've only just arrived. What was that? I think it was the barmaid. What? The earrings. I did try to warn her. You should have tried harder. All right, we need to go. River, come on! You parked in the ladies' toilet? I didn't park. I don't park. Where are we going? To stop this before anyone else gets hurt. How much of the hoard did you get a look at? Well, they were changing hands faster than I could keep up. The biggest gems will be halfway across London. Who's making exploding jewellery? Ha! Here we are. Cheapside hoard inventory in the TARDIS database. Hmm. I, I recognise some of these. Uh, the Emerald Clock. Uh, cameo Locket. Yeah, there's the Cornelian Stone. I saw pieces not recorded here. Most of it will be on the black market by now. Or under a Navi's mattress. Or down a barmaid's blouse. You brought imploding jewels on board my TARDIS. Oh, calm down. I didn't get my hands on the dangerous ones. Oh, that's good. Oh, you were a popular barmaid. Wasn't my first time. So how have you been? Hmm? Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Missed me? River, I... Because we don't have time for that now. We've got a jeweler's stamp to trace. Uh, what? The cheap side hoard. Buried in a Tudor cellar for 300 years and no one's ever found out why? Well, now we've got a bigger mystery. How a job lot of detonators ended up in the same stash disguised as Elizabethan jewels. I say we ask an Elizabethan jeweller. <gasps> oh, we're on a treasure hunt. Ah, I'll find my dressing room while you park. Right. But you, hang on, what do you mean your dressing room? Never even seen the president of the East India Company, Mr. Bickle. Not coming with us, is he? He's only president here in Persia, Mr. Porter. And no, they're just inspecting Mr. Pullman's quarters. Inspecting? His quarters are better than yours. The company has assured his safe passage from the moment he embarks till he sets foot on British soil. Risky business. Putting all this on one ship. Lifetime's collection of gems and jewels. You could fit three bodies in that chest alone. You sure there ain't? Oh, you should know, Mr. Porter. You're the one he trusts with his life. Paid you handsomely for it, I heard. More than a year's wages in one stone. He gave Ed Castleton a garnet ring for his wife. Oh, he's bought the crew's loyalty, all right. <laughs> Sensible man. And generous. That fish crazy. You know he talks to him, his things. Like they're his children. Straps the biggest ones to his body. Wouldn't you, Mr. Porter? We should all strap close what's dear to us. Oh, I agree, Mr. Bickle. Especially on the voyage we got coming. Mr. Pullman is an esteemed jeweller around the world. We are privileged to have him on board. And it's Captain Bickle now. I won't keep reminding you. Of course. I wish you luck on your very first captaincy. I really do. Because if this ship goes down, drain and be nothing to what the East India Company are doing to us all. Oh, do you always take this long? Corsets are tricky to do alone, but not impossible. Too much? Uh, no. Yes, I mean, you do know we've landed in Cheapside. Yes. Cheapside. 
A lot of fancy people buy jewellery. Oh, don't worry, you could always be my manservant. Uh, well, yes, but of course. Close your mouth, sweetie. You're dribbling. What? No, I... Hang on! Oh, I forgot that smell. Oh, my word! Welcome to 17th century London. Uh, don't look at the ground. Out of way, Pulpers. We'd better move. If I'm right, our building site is the corner of this block of shops. Okay. They've got fountains and geese. Surely this isn't your first time. Oh, I've done Elizabethan London loads. Been round the tower, been in the tower. Of course you have. I got six months for dating a Spaniard. Oh, of course you did. I didn't know he was a spy. Ooh, baked apples. River. Oh, love bottles of penny. You fancy some, miss? Oh, always. Thank you. Got any change? We haven't time for love poetry. Someone on this corner buried a whole heap of alien disintegrators that start randomly imploding 300 years from now. 280, actually. Here. My Lady in the Long Grass. By Thomas Golding, 1632. Now we know what year we're in. I always know what year I'm in. Yes, of course you do, darling. So, this is Goldsmith's Row. I say we start at the bottom and work our way up. Well, that's what Thomas seems to have done in the long grass. See, Doctor, there's always time for love poetry. Even you've written some quite good ones. I, what? Spoilers. Your inventory, Mr Pullman. All your caskets and chests are here in your quarters. And the only way in is through that door. We've sealed the window and the door locks from the inside, so... All the crew have been vetted by the company. Uh, Mr Porter, the quartermaster. Is at your beck and call. But the only thing is the bed. Are you sure this will do? Well, I, I always sleep on my caskets, Captain Bickle. Oh, if you're sure. I have a little something for you. Oh, uh, you've already been so generous, Mr Pullman. I wrapped the most delicate items in their own cloths. And now, where is it? Ah, see? A hairpin shaped like a little ship. Its hull is a white opal. See, it changes colour in the light. Oh, it's very beautiful. Gemstones speak to our soul, Captain. Put 50 rubies on a tray, and one of them will call your name. John Bickle. John Bickle. <laughs> Maybe your wife would like like this. Oh, uh, I'm not married, Mr. Pullman. A future, sweetheart, then. I insist. Opals are not unlucky. There are no unlucky stones. Something my wife used to say. You were married, Mr. Pullman? What? Something your wife used to say? Uh, uh, oh, no. No, no. But no stones are unlucky, Captain Bickle. At least, not on this ship. Well, I will treasure it and leave you to settle in. Indeed. I, I knew he would treasure it. Match the jewel with the man. You persist in this, even without me at your side. It is my profession as it was long before you came. There was nothing before I came, Gerard. Something you used to say. 
I, I must bolt the door. Of course you must. Keep that door shut. Geese get inside. Shut the door, Jeeves. Excuse me? You heard your mistress. Door shut. Actually, you can wait outside. Oh, no, I, don't, I think I'll very much be inside. I need Jeeves with me at all times as personal protection. If that's all right with you, Mr... Chauncey. Mortar Chauncey. You see, I, I don't like travelling alone, Mr Chauncey. Isn't that right, Jeeves? Well, sometimes I prefer it. Not with my collection. Of course. Unusual pieces you have there. And some tat. What? The ring's foil-backed. Sign of a counterfeit stone. Counterfeit? Yes, glass. We've got some nice enamel bits, but this is your prize. Oh, the emerald frog. Yes, it's my favourite. He's cut it from one stone. Very cleverly. That pendant's one of his two. <laughs> what have you done to it? Buried it in the garden? You know who made this? I know gemstones, Mr. James. I know the reddish rubies come from Burma and the finest lapis from Brazil. But the biggest and purest come from Gerard Pullman of Cheapside. And his wife, of course. Gerard Pullman? A, a jeweller? Gem dealer. The gem dealer. You've got crumbs there compared to what he usually sells. He pulls diamonds out of India the size of your fist. Emeralds from Colombia, Tahitian pearls. Oh, travelling man, is he? For quality, you go to the source. Gerard Pullman's not been selling from his shop for a few years, which begs the question, where did you two find all of this? Uh, it's Family gift from my husband. Hmm. You don't look like his usual customers. What do Gerard Pullman's usual customers look like, Mr Chauncey? He sells to the best of the best. You've had the king himself ride down this street. The king? Of England? Pullman sold a diamond the size of an ostrich egg to his wife. I know what you're thinking. That there's an alien disintegrator the size of an ostrich egg sitting in the British Crown Jewels. And that Gerard Pullman and his wife are probably at this very minute planting more in India and Colombia and Tahiti and all over the world. I was thinking more of Chauncey calling the police to arrest us on suspicion of theft, but yes, all that too. Well, they don't have police in Elizabethan London. However, they have this lot in here. Stand still. What are you doing with your skirt? Oh, don't get excited. Oh. All these shops are connected at the top. Yes, bendy Tudor architecture, so? Pullman's workshop is at the end of the row. So? If I can get through one window, I can let us in. So? Let me stand on your shoulders. You are not standing on my... You have been walking in... Get off! Look, we need to know who Gerard Pullman really is. We need to know if he's turning pretty jewellery into deadly weapons, and if so, stop the chain reaction that he started 300 years from now. Yes, but in all those skirts, you weigh considerably more than me. What? So why can't I stand on your shoulders? What? That's a fair question. But my hair... Oh, your hair. Yes, my hair. Right, a chain reaction of exploding jewellery and your hair. Oh, I don't believe you. Well, good job this door's open then, isn't it? I really hate you sometimes. 
Some water. He was leaning over the side and lost the diamond. What? He fell out of his scarf, clean into the sea. He tried to jump in after it. No, 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 no. Get him back to his cabin, Porter. There's a wind brewing up and all. Lads see something like this, then a storm starts brewing, they start thinking things. Oh, don't be ridiculous. You can't blame them. When a man mourns jewelry like a child and sleeps on a coffin shaped box, you will staunch these rumors, Porter. Mr. Pullman is in your care, and you will keep him below deck. I could try, but I can't change the mind of a mariner. Then we keep their minds busy. Take the mainsail down. Castleton, take the helm. She's right. She's right. It's all my fault. Who's right, Mr. Pullman? It's all my fault. Hey, 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 come with me. Right? Let's both have a totter run. Well done, River. Cruel irony, Gerard Pullman's lock picked by one of his own hairpins. Oh, it looks like Pullman made fancier things than that. Mm. Smellier things. This is no jeweler's workshop. It's an alchemist's den. Can you feel that? Yes. Temporal charge. Hang on. Someone or something has been using this room to zip in and out. A lot. Oh, some dangerous things in here. Hydrochloric acid, arsenic. River, step back from that shelf. What? Oh, I don't believe it. Coralthracite. Jars of it. Just sitting here. Oh, Gerard. I I I've never seen so much. Well, that's enough to, I don't know. Turn a whole city into a building site? Possession of Coralthrocyte carries the death penalty on every known world. Well, no one knows how to program it anymore. All the technology was destroyed. Someone knew and had proper transportation. Look, it's been frozen in storage to keep it stable and moved to and from this room. And now it's all over the planet. And it's woken up. Oh, Gerard, what were you up to? Or Gerard's wife. Mr. Chauncey mentioned a wife. And if Gerard's aboard, well, where's she? Who's in there? I've got an axe. Uh-oh. Are you sure I can't fetch the doctor, Mr. Porter? No, no. Thank you, Mr. Porter. You shouldn't put them in your clothes. You've got the caskets. If I could keep them all close, I feel it, you know, as if it were cut out of me. It was a big stone you lost. It wasn't the size. It was the purity. It was flawless. Even she could never create such a thing. She? Have you ever known a truly pure soul, Mr. Porter? My boy, I, I suppose, my son. Though he's a little beggar now. You'd do anything for him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes, yes, of course you would. And when he's not so pure, you'd still do anything. But you'd hate him for it. Lock up your boxes, Mr. Pullman. It's getting stormy out there. Let me know if you need anything. He's a... He's a good sort, Mr. Porter. 
You trust him. As I trusted you. Oh, please. Please don't. I never wanted to hurt you, Gerald. I know, I know, my love, I know. But I would. How did you get in here? Oh, you really do have an axe. Doctor. Well, I thought she was bluffing. I'm not afraid to use it, neither. Ah, watch those jars! We're not thieves, I promise you. You broke in, didn't you? You left the door open. <laughs> Please, stop swinging the axe. Show her your, your paper thing. What? Oh, uh, catch. It's my ID. Your what? That's the King's seal. Oh. Oh, I do beg your pardon, my lord. Honestly, there's no need to curtsy. All look so scared. If it's about what they owe on this place, I know nothing about it. I'm at number 40 and we're up to date. You do dress like a tax collector. It is the overcoat. Well, now that's all settled, maybe you could answer some questions, Mrs... Uh... Uh, Brokepot. <laughs> Franny Brokepot. Naturally. And my husband, Edwin, upstairs. He's infirm. Gout. It's his axe. Marvellous. I look after Mr Pullman's workshop while he's away. It's all above board. Well, not quite, Mrs Brokepot. I knew it. He said two years. It's been six. And she's still nowhere to be seen. His wife? Wife, was she? I never saw a ring on her finger. She made it all, but never wore any. Oh, so Mrs Pullman was the jewellery maker, not her husband? Gerard, a big child collecting shiny stones... Not that he wasn't good at it, but obsessive, you know. Then he meets Miss Amara, and now he's got two obsessions. Well, had. Oh? I don't know anything. Oh, on the contrary, Mrs Brokepot. You seem to know a great deal. Oh, I can't help it. The walls are so thin. I can hear Edwin snoring all night long. No, we don't sleep in the same bed. How could we? I can't run all this with a fuzzy head. Focus, Franny. They were rowing and rowing. The Pullmans. When was this? Before he went off to the Orient. She said she was leaving and he wasn't having any of it. Then there was this big bang. An implosion? A what? Opposite of an explosion. No, like a bang on the head, you know, with a poker. Or an axe? I never did nothing. Mrs Brokepot, what was Miss Amara like? Did you know her? A lot like you, actually. Except her hair was black. Like Whitby Jet. With small, amber eyes and a very square jaw, as if cut with a diamond chisel. So, not like me at all. But she had the exact same look. Like gunpowder seeing a spark. A tiger bunched up on her hair, all ready to go. Oh, I'm not making sense. Oh, no, no, I get all of that, yeah. She knew she'd made a mistake, moving in with a fanatic. Most are around here, of course. But Gerard Pullman, he got a glint in his eye over gems... Had to have the best. Possess him. I don't think Miss Amara liked being collected. It's what they're all saying, Captain. Look at the skies! That Pullman is cursed and he's the cause of the storm. I might be new, Porter, but I don't share your superstitions. Then you've no place mastering a ship. What? No offence, sir, but his voyage should never have been agreed to. It's too much on the lads, even when Mr Pullman gave him trinkets for their lasses. A generous gesture he didn't need to make. And shouldn't have. Opening vast boxes of treasures like some... some king. The man's made no attempt to hide his wealth. And why should he? He's earned it over a lifetime. 
Do you know the wages the company pay? These boys have got to pay for their kit, their food, they're in debt before they even come aboard. And Pullman parading on deck with some body belt full of jewels. Oh, stop it, Porter, stop it now. Ah, oh, tell me you've never thought it yourself. I have a son, John. He's six. Castleton's got a baby and his wife's dead. Your mother's a widow. Everyone on this ship knows what it's like to scrape by for someone they love. I like Mr. Pullman, but all them stones for one man. He has a wife. Yeah, has he indeed. You've heard how he speaks of her. You sure she ain't in that cabin? In the biggest crease of all? So, according to Franny Brokepot, Gerard Pullman's a murderer. Yes, according to the axe-wielding Fanny Brokepot. Well, we seem to be breeding mysteries, not solving them. Who buried the Cheapside Horde and why? How did Pullman get his hands on a banned alien compound? And why did he kill Miss Amara? And where did I leave the TARDIS? Or why did she kill oh, him? every time. Well, I've got a theory. They're jewel thieves. That's the only time I've used Karathrosite. What? A tiny bit. Not to steal jewels, but but I did blow a safe. Can you say all this a bit louder? I'm not sure the Watchmen of London heard you. Well, it's the number one choice for a controlled entry. Or a demolition. Oh, here she is. Exactly. That's why Corralthrocyte got banned in the first place. An intelligent, volatile compound that responds to coded biological programming. A living bomb. Capable of destroying a single cancerous cell or an entire planet, depending on the programmer. And you can count the number of people clever enough to control it on one hand. I'm not sure I want someone able to control Corralthrocyte in my TARDIS. Why not? I can fly her better than you. Just get off! If Gerard Pullman is a time traveller operating from a workshop in 17th century Cheapside... Where no one can detect his technology... He still needs to have got his Corralthrocyte from somewhere. If we start tracing his source, we'll attract the attention of every law enforcer in the galaxy. Hmm. Somehow I imagine you wouldn't like that. Oh, you're getting to know me very well. But in 1912, Gerard's Corralthrocyte is killing people. So maybe we risk it. The Cheapside Horde. How did Corralthrocyte get into the Cheapside Horde? Chauncey said some of those jewels were counterfeit. You said Pullman's workshop was an alchemist's den. He and his wife have been making fake jewels loaded with Corralthrocyte. That's it. That's it! It still doesn't help us. Someone buried a heap of jewels in a Tudor cellar and a bunch of navvies dug it up in 1912. Yes. And it became famous, the most spectacular find of historical jewellery on Earth. An unsolvable mystery, sparking exhibitions, books, papers... Research! Every detail was catalogued, not just the jewels. Here, look, floor plans of the cellar, shop names, rent collectors... We saw all this. Yes, but that was before we knew his name. Gerard Pullman. Ah, oh. and now we know what happened to him. Oh, dear. Stop it! Stop it! Now, DC is taking lives! No one has died on this ship, Porter, and no one will! Blast yourself to a mask, man! 
I gotta look after precious Mr. Bowman and I, lest his fortune sinks to the bottom. The storm's dying down. We'll we'll sail out of it. Captain, you lose control of this ship. That is your career finished. Because we warned you, and every man here will testify for that. <laughs> no one will blame you, John. He has a loose cannon on deck. With a storm, the rest of the fleet will say nothing. Well, what are you suggesting, Porter? Yes. What are you suggesting, Mr. Porter? Mr. Pullman, get back below. It's not safe here. No, no, it doesn't sound like it. Get to your cabin, Mr. Pullman. You, you don't want to be seen. How many of your men have pure souls, Captain Bickle? Listen to the captain. It's not safe. Get your hands off me, Abraham Porter. I thought your soul was pure. Mr. Pullman! I said get back, all of you. I've killed before. I'll kill anyone who comes near. This is the moment, Mr. Bickle, where you become a real captain. One that his crew can rely on. I'll keep them out, my love. I'll keep them out. Well, that should certainly do it. Although should is not on my favourite word list. Runcible is. And denouement. How did you get in here? I, I locked the door. Yes, you did a bit, and sealed the windows. Defenestrate. Another favourite. That means to throw something out of a window. Or someone. How are you, Mr. Pullman? Getting a bit nervous out there, are they? Who are you? I'm the doctor. Were you expecting someone else? Sorry if I'm a disappointment. No, uh, Mr. Adams is the doctor on board. Yes, well... Mr. Adams is currently spooning arsenic into a mug of ale, which he'll bring to you this evening. Uh, that's if the crew don't get to you first. Fortunately, I did. Do you want to sit down, Mr. Pullman, before you fall down? Yes. There we are. That's better. Well, no wonder you've ruffled some nautical feathers. This is a lot of treasure for a crew to ignore. You're going to kill me. No, I'm not a murderer. Not on my word list. And neither is Coralthrocyte. What? Ah, oh, okay. Interesting. Right. Well, then we'd better talk about Mrs. Pullman. Oh, Mara. Did you make this for her? That's the Emerald Frog. Where did you get... This was dug out of a building site that imploded 300 years from now, killing two men. Another woman died shortly after, wearing a pair of your earrings. Uh, what? There's a good chance that others have followed, are following, possibly even the King of England, or at least his Queen. No, 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 that, that, that's impossible. Why? Because you thought you'd killed Omara. <laughs> Who was she, Gerard? How did she find you? Well, this is mutiny. Not if there are cats in sight with them. If I search his cabin, prove to them he's no murderer. You think he's going to let you read them caskets? One man, John. He's one man and he ain't armed. Oh, oh but I am. Hello, sailors. Planning a murder? But, but, you're a woman. Every single inch of me, from the tip of my toes to the tip of this cutlass. So... Who wants to shiver my timbers? No, 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 no one 
No one was meant to die. It, it, was, it was just a, a precaution. Start from the beginning. Um, uh, Golconda. India, that, that's where I first saw her. She had a room in the fort there where they take the rough diamonds from the mines to sort for trading. Women work there, so it was not unusual. But she... She was unusual. She found such stones and could shape them without tools, remove inclusions and color. It was alchemy. It was magic. And your world changed. A lifetime of traveling, sleeping with one eye open. Now we could be with each other, go home. Yes, except it wasn't her home, was it, Mr. Pullman? London. Earth. I didn't ask her about her past, and she never asked me. I was happy for a long time. I was happy. When did she start killing people, Gerard? <laughs> Where did she come from? Well, you're Dr. Adam's out to keep a laugh on board. Wrong doctor. Oh, Captain Bickle, I presume. You're a sea witch. Oh, maybe I am. You're very young. Pity. What do you mean? Kill it, sir! Oh, Captain Bickle doesn't kill me. I won't die by a woman's hands. You don't. But you don't have a good trip, I'm afraid. Mercy! Oh, embarrassing. Surrendering to a woman in front of all your friends. Drop the blade, sea witch. To me, she just made beautiful things. How to see someone so entranced by her work? A bird with sapphire wings. A sprig of ruby berries. It was like watching her cast a spell. I didn't know they came with a curse. This locket is the only thing of hers I keep. Gerard. Don't worry. It's safe. She made it just before she said she was leaving. T to help me talk to her. Carved her, her face on it, did you see? But you didn't want her to leave you. That's not why I killed her. Why gemstones? Why not, well, I don't know, ordinary stones, easy to plant, carry around. Why go to all this trouble? Because they are precious. If she just scattered stones, they, they could be thrown away, broken. The cursed objects she makes are disguised as things people value. Books, relics, jewellery. And because in this world, that's what is valued. Mm. Oh, Gerard, how many worlds did she visit? No, no, no one is really meant to die. The objects are, are, are a safety measure. Gerard, people are dying. You have to help me stop it. No, no, you don't understand. Once they've started, it's a chain reaction. They don't stop. And didn't you wonder what kind of person would make such things? Well... Well, yes, yes. But you loved her. Yes. And that's why you killed her. Oh, yes. 
Gerard, you need to give me a lot more than a locket. I need anything you have of Amara's. Anything she left. There, there isn't anything. The fort in India. What did she keep in her room? Well, no, nothing. There's, there's nothing left of her. What, what's happening? What is that? Oh, it's just another box, Gerard. Don't worry. Oh, I forgot how much I love the open sea. Miss me? You know, I'm actually starting to. Ah, so you didn't talk them out of it? Nope. They really want to kill him. Won the sword fight, though. Well, of course you did. They cheated with a pistol. Shame they take so long to load. Do you always have to escalate a situation? And you must be Gerard Pullman. Pleasure to meet you. Or is it? Is he good or bad? Yeah, a bit of both. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, all of that. Now, follow the nice lady. Into that box. But, but my casket. Mr. Pullman, we haven't got time. No, I, I, I'm not leaving them. No, no. Lock him in his own coffin. Lock him in his own coffin. Break it down. Stand back. There's no need to force the door. You saw it. The sea witch vanished into the blue box and it disappeared. I saw it. He never had a blue box, Captain. We never loaded it on board. I said stand back, Mr. Porter. Turn the cannons! Wait! Wait, there's no need for that! I, I, Are I, you I, telling I... me now to stop? But but, but the blue box, the, the, that, that woman, what if I was wrong? Uh, if, if there's something else at work, what if it's not him? That woman just told me I don't survive this voyage. Well, I intend to. And since I won't be working for the East India Company ever again, I'd better take what I can get. Cannons! Take aim! Gerard, come on, you have to let them go! All three of us, inside there. Where will it take us? Away from this ship, Mr. Pullman. You're going to find her, aren't you? You're, you're going to change things. Doctor, listen. Those objects Amara made are not just cursed, Gerard. They have the power to destroy a planet. You don't understand. I killed her, and she must stay dead. Load her up. Doctor! The door! Fire! Doctor! She's in there! A witch in a box! Take her, quickly. Doctor! Oi! Don't you shoot my TARDIS! Move a muscle, any of you, and you're dead. Who are you? How did you get on my ship? Oh, I came with a witch. In a box. You were right, Mr. Porter. He did keep bodies in the boxes. Captain Bickle. Sit down, Pullman. You've done enough. Get his keys. No, no. Open the coffin one first. No, no. Oh, just Jules. Now the blue one. Okay, that one's mine. And if you thought a sea witch was scary, you should see what I keep in the laundry room. Captain! Take them out on deck. All three. Throw them over the side. All right, all right. No, no, please, no. Doctor, what did you say about escalating a situation? Starboard side, away from the eyes of the fleet. I hope you have a plan. To be honest, I didn't really expect the cannons. You cowards, all of you. You only ever wanted the jewels. If it's the jewels they want, Mr. Pullman, the rest are in your workshop. More than there are on this ship. Bargain with them. No, I've spent a lifetime bargaining. It's only ever brought me pain. 
There is only one way to stop the pain. I know, my love, I know. Who's he talking to? I want the pain to stop now. Gerard. Take it, Doctor. Take her away. No, lock it, Gerard. No, no, no. Golconda. Remember, Golconda. Stop him. No! Amara! Jumped! Oh, no! This was your idea, Porter. Ditch the blue box next. Let those two sink with its evil. The TARDIS. They've got the TARDIS. Yes, they really have. They're going to throw it over the side. And us. Yes, they really are. So what do we do? We breathe out a lot and then breathe in a lot more. Oh, you're serious, aren't you? I've done it before. You did leave the door open. What? Uh, uh, I don't know. Doctor! Breathe out. Your poetry's actually really good. What? Your love poetry, it's really very good. Uh, thank you. Right, now, breathe in. I don't suppose you saw Gerard out there. Are you serious? Yeah, poor Gerard. Oh, at least the timelines are intact. Close the door. The atmospheric shell won't hold this deep. Oh. So, where's Golconda? India. Can you narrow it down a bit? Uh, that wasn't me. No, I think it was this. A locket. The only thing Gerard Pullman kept of Amara's. She made it before she tried to leave him. To help him talk to her. It's got her psychic trace. And the TARDIS recognises it from the building site. Oh, clever girl. The TARDIS or Amara. Because her locket is taking us straight to wherever she is in narrowing it down and there's landing us in a condemned mine. Ooh. Right, okay. Baby steps. Still, we're on target. Oh, sneaky little Gerard. How to bury your murdered lover. And a spaceship. There's not a speck of dust on the hull. Hmm. Which means it's still active. Some kind of shield. Wait, wait! She is dead, right? Well, is she? Good point. After you. Okay. She's dead. And looks nothing like her carving. So that's what's left of Amara. Nothing but bones. Yeah. And no clue as to how he killed her. What are you doing? I didn't touch anything. Oh, it's like you bring a sledgehammer to crack... Oh, what have you done? It, it wasn't me! No, 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 you've done something. You've cracked nuts. 
Now that's nuts all over the place. The ship detected us somehow. A, a change in the atmosphere. It's responding to her. Or why would it have given us all this data? Repion flight. What's a Repion? She is, I presume. Or, or was. She's a long way from home. Oh, she's had quite a trip. Malvaror, Doreka, Valra 6, Earth. What do they have in common? Doreka's a rock. Unless... Seriously, it's not me. No, it's not. The locket. It's not just a psychic trace. It's activated the ship. Well, it's done more than that. Unless she's just appeared on her own. Who? The small woman in the corner behind you. Oh. Amara. Gerard. What is that? Psychic echo? A, a virtual backup? Gerard. She's trying to interact. Yeah, there's not enough power on the ship to boost the signal. Unless we do it. Remotely. On it. River. I'll be careful. Just baby steps. Who are you? Where's Gerard? I'm the doctor, Amara. And I'm afraid Gerard Pullman is dead. Gerard? Dead? Yes. How? Well, broken heart, sort of. But I don't want to talk about Gerard, Amara. I want to talk about Doreka. Because I remember what happened to it. Come on. Just a small boost. Enough to extend the echo, but not to... I know, I know, we said you were clever. We followed the trace, which is getting stronger. Uh, how is it getting stronger? Uh, her ship hasn't enough power. Doreka was registered as a self-termination. The planet had developed nuclear power. Its destruction was a presumed fault within their own government. Why are you talking about these things? Because I tend to remember big explosions in space, except it wasn't an explosion. Doreka imploded. You knew Gerard? No, not particularly. You have my locket. He gave it to me before he jumped overboard. You treasure it? I don't treasure what you make, Amara. But I want to know why you make it. Why do you plant your little trinkets on perfectly happy, innocent worlds? Who are you? Who are Repions? Good people. From a perfectly happy, innocent world. You're not innocent. And I don't think you're happy doing what you do. Baby steps. Sorry? River Soul. Is she a woman that you love? You have very sad eyes. Oh, you're clever. Is that why your people trusted you with such a terrible job? What would you do to stop someone from hurting her? You have a psychic field. You're using it on me, and I'd advise you to stop. Would you kill them, Doctor? Commit murder. You would exact revenge, but what is dear to you is still lost. Is it not better to put preventative measures in place, just in case? Your people plant destructive treasure on innocent worlds that they... That they what? Suspect of future crimes? Zulreka was not an innocent world. They had already sent a scout to our galaxy. We knew they were destroying their own planet and running out of funds to terraform. They had a history of wiping out indigenous populations. So did Nalvaral and Valra Six. And Earth. What? What have we missed? 
You match the psychic trace. The connection goes both ways. Ha! Huh. She's already locked onto us. Amara is feeding off the TARDIS, which is an infinite source of power. Oh, Doctor! We love our homeworld, Doctor. More than any Dolrechion ever loved theirs. So, your people came up with a system. Plant treasured objects on any planet you see as a future threat. And wait. If they move against us, we are ready. It is an assurance of safety. We do not wait till what we love is dead. Assurance? How can you be sure? What if you get it wrong and there is no threat? We're very often wrong. And then there is no activation. There is no harm done. But when you're right... We detonate what they value. And if they detonate on their own? That is not possible. Well, I've got news for you. Doctor! River! the fate you gave it. I don't understand. Your failsafe plan, your ingenious protect-what-you-love-at-all-costs plan, failed. Because right now, back in London, some innocent workman struck one of your jewels with a pickaxe and set the whole thing off. That is impossible. You think you can control this? Plant treasures and walk away, imagining people will keep them safe? Gerard Pullman loved you so much, he killed you to stop you leaving. People destroy things they love. They bury treasure in mud to keep it safe. They destroy it with an axe because they want it so much. It's life, Amara. There's nothing about it you can control. You think she will die? Out there? No, she won't. She's too clever. You love her. Gerard loved me. Even when he knew the truth. Why does your ship retain a copy of you? In case you die, but you're still needed to trigger your treasures remotely. Oh, it's all done remotely, of course. That's the coward's way. The Repions are not cowards. Then prove it! Prove your people do this out of love and not fear, Amara. Because everyone has their version of the thing they kill to protect. Would I kill you to protect her? We'll never know. You're already dead. Time to move, or we're all going to be a lot thinner. Okay. Okay, this needs to be very precise. We can do this. We can do this. Hold it. And go. 
girl. You did this under the ocean. Come on! And I won't let it. I won't let it! It is what life does. You can't control it. Except sometimes you just manage it. What's happening? What's happening to my ship? The TARDIS is materializing inside it and around us. Oh, clever girl. Clever girl! Ah, you're bleeding! I'm fine, but we don't have much time. Amara's ship will collapse any minute. And every minute she gets stronger. She has a psychic link to the TARDIS, remember? Of course. And the power to detonate everything she's ever planted on every world she visited. We have to shut it down. Destroy her digital trace. Even if I did, River, the chain reaction is still happening. It'll destroy Earth's entire timeline, pushing civilization back to the Stone Age. My ship. It's gone, Amara. The mine is collapsing. I too will go. No, not if we keep you alive. What are you saying? You don't have to die, Amara. I am already dead. Yet your consciousness currently survives in a digital projection. I can save it to the computer system on the TARDIS. You can be stored indefinitely. You can't do that. What kind of life would she have as a permanent data file? It's a life, River. Her precious mind doesn't deserve to be snuffed out. Amara, you died on Earth in 1632. They had already achieved so much. If you live to see what this planet becomes in its future, the good its people do. They have done bad things. Terrible things. Oh, Amara, if your people decide to fear every world where terrible things have happened, you will imprison yourselves. She doesn't trust us, and why should she? But she will. Here. What? What are you doing? Reversing the containment shell, making the TARDIS console one huge psychic projection field. I'm giving her all the power she wants. Doctor, she could use it to detonate in seconds. Or she could deactivate all of it and live to see the results. People make mistakes, Amara, but conflict creates allies. Destruction is not the only choice. I don't need to live. Yes, you do! Doctor, she's using the projection field. Amara, let me show you. There is no need. What's she doing? I can only hear the mine collapsing. We haven't imploded. She hasn't done it. She's deactivated them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, you're a beauty, Amara. Oh, if I could kiss you. Quick, let me link up the projection and start the download. No. Please don't. Amara, the TARDIS is broken. You have seconds. It is done. I have deactivated the treasures. But that is all I want. Once you're gone, it will be irreversible. I can save this projection eternally. You'll live to see everything you just saved. That it was worth it. You have shown me. You both have. Amara. Listen to her, Doctor. She doesn't want it. It is perhaps a life, but it is not the one I choose. Let this be my legacy, that I met you, and we stopped it. I reversed my mission, so my people could stop living in fear. Thank you, Amara. River Soul. I could have saved her. As a data file, no kind of life for a mind like hers. Maybe. Oh. 
We have to move. You haven't parked in a toilet this time. I don't park. It's... Oh, ooh. She did take a beating. Sorry, old girl. Well, London's still here. Uh, excuse me. What what year are we in? Uh, you having a laugh? It's 1912. And where have you been? We're on off our feet in here. You'd better go before he hands you a mop. Thanks for the lift. We must do this again sometime. Oh, we do. Here. Something to remember me by. My lady in the long grass. Right. Was this inspiration? Well, something started you off. Remember, baby steps. Ah, you're blushing. Just leave. Oh, you are so sweet when you blush. Now, leave. <laughs> Poetry. Well... Suppose I could give it a go. Listening to Doctor Who, the Tenth Doctor and River Song, Precious Annihilation by Lizzie Hopley. The Doctor was played by David Tennant, River Song, Alex Kingston, Gerard Pullman and Foreman, Barnaby Kay, Captain John Bickle, Joseph and Landlord, Joe Jameson, Abe Porter, Mr Chauncey and Pat, Joe Sims, Omara, Barmaid and Franny, Angeli Mahindra. Sound design and music by Howard Carter. Producer, David Richardson. Director, Nicholas Briggs. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery.